Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about simple, humane solutions for resolving human-wildlife conflict with America's funniest science writer, Mary Roach. And how getting some sun can lead to more romantic passion. Then test your podcast knowledge with this month's edition of the Curiosity Challenge Trivia Game. Let's satisfy and challenge some curiosity. Yesterday, Mary Roach told us about the science of human-wildlife conflicts and what it takes to keep people in India safe from elephants. Well, today we're zooming in on North America to talk about simple solutions to everyday wildlife problems. Mary Roach has been called America's funniest science writer, and she's the author of five best-selling nonfiction books, including her latest, Fuzz, When Nature Breaks the Law. And here's what she said when we asked if there are any simple solutions out there for human-wildlife conflict. Here's an example of a smaller solution that just comes from scientists learning a little bit more about, first of all, the animal, its sensory system, and what's going on. So deer, this is the jaywalking deer chapter. Um, deer, animals in general are pretty good at telling when a predator is running towards them. They can really very accurately predict, okay, when do I need to flee? When do I need to fly away or run away so that this animal doesn't get me? So, you know, they may wait till the last minute because they're eating something tasty, whatever, but they're very good at calculating how quickly is that approaching. And partly because you look at it and as it gets closer, it gets bigger. And they're really good at intuiting that. Um, less so when it's something like a, a predator, like a car, <laughs> that, that, you know, uh, that's a, a car is a new development. They haven't had time to evolve the ability to calculate to how fast that distance is closing. So sometimes with a car, you know, they get smashed. But the other thing going on with deer at night getting hit is that they're seeing these two pinpoints of light. Okay, headlights. They can't see the vehicle. So they just see these little headlights. And you can't really you, uh, the deer, or a person, it's hard to know that that's coming closer because the headlights aren't really getting bigger because like, you can't see the vehicle. So this researcher, Travis DeVault at the National Wildlife Research Center, he's like, okay, well, what if we put this bar across the grill of a car or truck that illuminates the, f- the grill, the front of the vehicle, so now that an animal can see, this is a big thing and it's coming towards me because it's they call it looming. It's getting bigger. So they can now see, oh, it's not just a couple of lights in the distance. It's a thing that's coming closer and closer and closer. And then they can get out of the way. So that's a fairly simple solution, fairly affordable solution to the problem of people hitting deer. And deer are a very dangerous creature in terms of how many people, not not necessarily from the impact itself, but because people swerve or they go off the road, they hit a tree, the car rolls over. So there's, there's uh, a lot of people who are killed because of deer in the roadways. And so there's a simple solution, something like that. Or like installing a one-way door. If you've got a space that say raccoons or squirrels have gotten into your attic and you want them to leave, you put this one-way door. That way, because often they're in there because they want to give birth there. So they get in and they have babies and that's a problem for somebody uh, who wants to sleep at night because they're noisy and they may chew the wire. So you want to get them out. But if you just, you know, if you seal it up when you see one animal, you may have separated the mother from the babies. So, you know, then you've got these poor dying orphaned babies in your attic and the mother's frantically trying to get back in. 
So uh, the solution was is a, a one-way door so they can all get out, but not get back in, which is simple. So there, yeah, to answer your question, there are simple solutions. It's just somebody has to bother to do that and to make that their job, you know, a humane wildlife control operator or, or sell a product. So there has to be a market. You know, there has to be a demand. People have to want humane solutions. Otherwise, they just call an exterminator or a more traditional trapper. I mean, come on. Humane solutions are better for everybody, right? Well, again, that was Mary Roach, author of the new book, Fuzz, When Nature Breaks the Law. And you can find a link to pick up the book in today's show notes. Hot back summer 2021 did not live up to the hype. But researchers studying love hormones are making up for that with a fascinating new discovery. It turns out that ultraviolet radiation from sunlight can boost romantic passion in humans. And these researchers got closer to figuring out how it happens. They started by building a tanning salon for mice. They exposed mice to UV rays and then carefully tracked how their bodies changed. The results were not hard to detect. The female mice spent more time in heat and their ovaries grew larger. The males and females were more into each other than usual, and they got real frisky. Then the researchers repeated the experiment, but with mice that were missing an important skin protein called P53. That protein plays a big role in managing how skin deals with radiation from the sun. P53 causes tanning, and it also finds damaged DNA in need of repair. And as it turns out, P53 was an important link in the physiological chain of events that caused those first mice to have such a good time at the tanning salon. Mice without the protein didn't display any of the same changes when exposed to UV rays as their normal counterparts did. In the final stage of their experiment, the researchers turned to humans. They had research participants fill out questionnaires that measure romantic passion and aggression, then exposed them to UV rays. They filled out the same survey again afterward. All of the participants reported feeling more romantic passion after they soaked up the sun. The men reported higher levels of aggression, too. The researchers also looked at the biochemistry at play. They asked 32 people to stay out of the sun for two days, then to spend time outdoors. When they compared blood samples taken before and after that fun in the sun, they saw ample evidence that hormones like testosterone circulated at a higher level after just 25 minutes of UV exposure. This study is just the beginning of research into sunlight and romantic feelings, but it already hints at possible treatment options for people with sexual hormone disorders. But if you're still reeling from a summer love, well, thank your skin proteins. It's time for the Curiosity Challenge. Every month, I call up a listener and I put them to the test by asking them three questions about stories we ran on Curiosity Daily in the previous month. For this Curiosity Challenge, I talked to Hannah in Seattle, Washington. Have a listen. I'm so excited to be on this show. I only started listening recently, but I was like, I'm hooked. Oh, really? Good. Yeah. No, I've been following your Twitter for a while and I was like, I should probably. And I was like, oh, I should have been listening for quite a while. Longer. Aww, that's so <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> cool. You're a writer, right? 
Yeah, so I cover science and the environment and I love shows like Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. And I'm like, oh, there's a show that's kind of like that, but just about things that I'm really interested in and cover. Okay, I'm so. <laughs> that's awesome. I've yeah. never had that comparison. Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, but I th- it works. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Well, we could get started on trivia if you're ready. Sure. Let's see. Let's see how I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. We have had a very long streak of perfect scores. So honestly, if you don't get a perfect score, I'll be happy. But, you know, if you do, I'll be happy too. So it's fine. So we'll start with question number one. There's a tendency for one purchase to lead to multiple purchases, like how buying a new article of clothing leads to buying new shoes and accessories. What is this called? A, the Diderot effect. B, the Willy Wonka effect. C, the blank check effect. It's the Diderot effect. And I know a lot of my friends have felt that in the pandemic as we're fleshing out our homes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Definitely. I started, I bought one bird feeder and then I had to buy a suet feeder and a hummingbird feeder. And then I had to buy a squirrel like proof bird feeder. Totally know the feeling. Yes. Yes. And this was named after French philosopher Denis Diderot, who made a bunch of money halfway through his life, bought one new thing and then had to buy new things for his whole place and ended up in debt. Okay, number two. Scientists recently discovered a completely new method that our cells use to fight off invading bacteria. What is it? A, they quarantine the bacteria. B, they make their own soap to kill the bacteria. Or C, they disguise themselves as the bacteria. Ooh, I'm going to go with B, just because they make their own soap, which is wild. They do, yes. The soap is actually a protein called APOL3, and it has one end that's attracted to water and one end that's attracted to fats, which is just like soap, and that lets it dissolve the bacterium's protective membrane. Perfect. Okay, going on to number three. A new paper estimated the height of the tallest mountains on neutron stars. How tall are they? Are they A, taller than Earth mountains, B, the same average height as Earth mountains, Or C, shorter than Earth mountains? Oh, man. I'm going to say A. Taller? Yeah. No, unfortunately, it is (laughs) shorter. (laughs) I know. You would think the neutron stars are so extreme in every way. Why wouldn't they have taller mountains than Earth? Oh, wait. I remember it's the bigger mass, I think. Okay. That's right. Yes. They pack so much mass into a small (laughs) space that they're almost a perfect sphere. That's why. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. You got two out of three. That was awesome. And it was good for me, too, because it has broken my, my losing streak, so... I'm very happy with that. (laughs) Awesome. Two out of three ain't bad at all. How did you do? If you'd like to play next month, or if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the show, shoot us an email at curiosity at discovery.com or leave us a voicemail at 312-596-5208. Before we recap what we learned today, here's Ashley with a sneak peek at what you'll hear next week on Curiosity Daily. Here I am. Next week, you'll learn about why it's a problem that high school starts so early, what scientists saw when a black hole collided with a star and made it explode, new research that says it's okay if you don't always feel resilient, how British women fought for the right to vote by using martial arts, and more. Okay, so now let's recap what we learned today. 
starting with the fact that, according to Mary Roach, some very small fixes can prevent a lot of human-wildlife conflict. Putting a bar across the grill of a truck can help deer understand that an oncoming vehicle is getting bigger and therefore getting closer, so they know they need to get out of the way. And to get critters out of your attic without separating mothers from their babies, you can just install one-way doors. But there has to be a demand for humane solutions. Keep that in mind the next time you're having problems with local wildlife. Well, we also learned that sunlight exposure can boost romantic passion. And not just in mice, but also in humans. It all seems to come down to a tan-happy skin protein called P53. Not to be confused with the cougar P22 in California, which I'll get back to in a second. Mice without the P53 protein didn't get as frisky after UV exposure as normal mice did. Summer sun, something's begun, but ah, ah, that P53. It's grease. Nanu, nanu, nanu. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it took me a second. You think I I recognize it immediately because my sister had the uh, had grease on VHS and would watch it effectively on repeat when we were little. So wow. But yeah, P22 is kind of the cougar poster boy, poster cougar for the Safe LA Cougars campaign. And that ties into our previous story about human wildlife conflict. And if you want to look into a not-so-small fix that can prevent human-wildlife conflict, last year in April, in April 2020, we talked to Beth Pratt, who is the California Regional Executive Director for the National Wildlife Federation and leader of the hashtag Save LA Cougars campaign. And she talks to us about the Liberty Canyon Wildlife Crossing, which at the time was a proposed massive overpass connecting two ecosystems with its own trees on it and just the whole, it was a really cool thing. But yeah, Liberty Canyon Wildlife Crossing. Well, actually, so by the time this episode comes out, they will have a new name for it. Ooh, They're going to announce the name at the end of this week. So, I mean, you could still look up Liberty Canyon Wildlife Crossing, but it'll have a cool new name. Well, hopefully the website won't change and you can just go to savelacougars.org to look into their progress with that but that's right yeah i would say that installing a one-way door in your attic a little cheaper and faster than a multi-million dollar wildlife crossing in california but you know if you got the spare change why not <laughs> exactly the writer for today's sunlight story was grant curran our managing editor is ashley hamer who is also a writer and audio editor on today's episode our producer and lead audio editor is cody goff have a great weekend try to get some sun i know it's october but man it's not like it's snowing yet, right? <laughs> right? 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 You know what? Never mind. Just join us again Monday to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. <laughs>